This is KYUK Public Radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Evan Erickson. The Kuskokwim 300 sled dog race brings days worth of festivities into Bethel. KYUK's Sunny Bean found out how Bethelites and visitors spent their K300 weekend. Over the last weekend in January, Jessica Claycock completed her third K300. She scratched once too in 2008. She grew up on Bethel's trails and learned to race from an early age. When she was 12, she won the K300's campout race. At this year's K300, she came in 13. Oh, this is my favorite week of the whole year. So ever since I've been a kid, we've helped out with the K300 in some form, ridden the trail on snow machine or been a part of the bogus or Akiak dash races or brought straw up to Tulixac. I've vetted the race. Um, so we, I will always be here in some form, I think. Matthew Failer is a past champion. He said the cold conditions of this year's race were similar to his 2019 win. I've had the pleasure of doing this race now. This will be my eighth time. Failer came in second and brought his baby on stage at the awards for a heartfelt speech. Um, I'd like to thank my dog team. Don't normally talk too much about them, but they're a great group. Mach 10 is one of my lead dogs. She got seventh place, second, second, second. <laughs> Didn't think I'd get emotional. <laughs> New mushing contender Raymond Alexi is a young superstar, known for his stoicism, quiet confidence, and strategic and dedicated care for his dogs. I can name all the dogs. There's Apollo, Scotty, Luna, Rustler, Rido, Saturn, Bay. I think Baby or Helby. It's in between those two. I, Iger, Thor, Loki, Willie, and Waylon. After two years of undefeated racing, spectators wondered whether he would take Pete Kaiser's crown as a K300 rookie. Alexi ended up scratching to protect his dogs from the harsh conditions. Jason Pavla has raced dogs since he was a kid. Still, he was one of the multiple competitors who credited Alexi with giving them dogs or challenging them to compete. Um, it's going to be fun to hit the trail with him on this race and his rookie race. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Pavla said he brought 12 dogs to the K300. Most of them were youngsters. Training's been uh, a little bit rough with all the weather changing, but I've, I was able to get enough miles, and I'm pretty confident I can finish this race with my new dogs. Pavla ended up scratching too. So did two-time competitor Josh McNeil. Five competitors made the choice to forgo the finish line, but it didn't mean all was lost. Here's McNeil. Just being out, um, out in the middle of nowhere and seeing new country, and you know, I love, I love racing to the villages and getting to meet all the, the amazing people that are out here, and you know, I'm just so grateful that they're, you know, sharing their homes with us and just traveling with the dogs and just being disconnected from the world, not having to worry about taking phone calls or emails or any of that, and just being disconnected and, and being with my best friends, which are my dogs. Musher Ebe Winthrop Peterson is Norwegian, but lives in Takatna, a town of 57 in the upper Kuskokwim. He borrowed dogs to compete in the 2024 K300. He said racing is pretty similar in Norway since the races are modeled after Alaska's, but he likes the Alaskan ones because mushers aren't followed by snow machines or coddled during the race. His attitude was more relaxed than most. I just want to finish. I, I just want to get, get to the finish line. I'm just keep happy down the trail. That's my, that's my goal, yeah. Yeah, no big ambitions. <laughs> yeah. On Friday night, spectators lined the ice road in parkas and in trucks for the start of the race. The negative 15-degree temperatures made the crowd less nervous about the wait on what months before had been the unfrozen Kuskokwim River. Here's resident Tish Gwynn at the craft fair the next morning. 
So far, the fireworks were fantastic. I totally enjoyed watching them. Too darn cold to be outside, but I watched them from my house. And I'm so glad that we were able to have this event at the VFW so that crafters can sell some of their products and people can get out and about. At the market, many customers and viewers said, despite the racing festivities, this was their favorite part of the weekend. I'm Belasa Larson. I'm very curious what they're selling, craft, arts and crafts. That's one thing we don't get to see a lot, only on Saturday markets. So, And I wish everyone that is racing good luck. A group of Gladys Young students unanimously agreed. The best part of the weekend was basketball at the high school. Yeah. Playing basketball against junior high. Playing basketball? My favorite thing this weekend was playing basketball. The Jangle Bees band played at the Cultural Center, and this year, people danced all the way through. The concert started just after mushers came in from the Akiak Dash, where 16-year-old rookie Shovala Wassily Jr. took first place. Tired mushers and volunteers showed up for the rare event with a liquor license. Abigail Miller and Tom Wooshmi sold tickets at the door. Uh, the lights not working kind of added another element of fun to it. Uh, I noticed there was a lot of people with like lights on and like markers lighting up the runway instead of like those big overhead things. The K300 did start off pretty good this year. I think I so. Yes. And of course now we're at a concert with millennial covers. It couldn't really get much better. In the end, another peak Kaiser victory in the K300 got him closer to Jeff King's crown as the winningest K300 musher of all time. The rest of the town tried to stay warm. In Bethel, with reporting help from Francisco Martinez Cuello, I'm Sunny Bean. Alaska Lieutenant Governor Nancy Dahlstrom is reaping the benefit of having the House Speaker on her side as she runs for Congress. Dahlstrom raised $200,000 in little more than six weeks. She announced in November that she's challenging Democratic Congresswoman Mary Peltola. Then groups affiliated with House Speaker Mike Johnson began fundraising for her. Most of her total comes from political action committees linked to Johnson and other Republicans in the U.S. House. Only 15% of Dahlstrom's total came from individuals. That's an unusual fundraising profile to find on the first campaign finance report of a challenger like Dahlstrom. The support of so many high-level Republican PACs is significant because they have deep pockets and hold sway over a larger Republican fundraising network. Dahlstrom's report covers a short period, from when Dahlstrom launched her campaign in mid-November through the end of the year. The House Speaker selected Dahlstrom over the other Republican in the race, Nick Begich III. Begich has been in the race since July. His report for the last three months of the year shows he raised $126,000. That's a bit less than he spent that quarter. Many of his donations are in small amounts from people all over the country who use a Republican payment processing company called WinRed. Begich also ran for Alaska's sole U.S. House seat in 2022, largely using his own funds. Peltola raised more than a million dollars in the last quarter of 2023. Her third quarter report reflects the advantages of incumbency and that Democrats want to invest in the race. Her total includes thousands of small donations from around the country made through Act Blue, the Democratic version of Win Red. Peltola also got contributions from political action committees associated with unions, industries, abortion rights groups, and others hoping to win back a Democratic House majority. 
The countdown to the Iditarod is on. An honorary musher is named each year to start first at the downtown anchorage ceremony. As KNOM's Ava White reports, this year's honorary musher has been involved with the last great race for over three decades. The Iditarod Trail Committee named Wilson Hughes this year's honorary musher in a press release last month, commending his contributions to the Iditarod and his lasting impact on the sport of sled dog racing. Hughes bought a one-way ticket to Alaska over half a century ago. He began working at Alascom, a telecommunications company that sponsored the Iditarod at the time. Well, I spent a lot of trips to Nome back in those days and was there on uh, there to watch the first team go in uh, in uh, 73 and uh, always admired it and enjoyed it. Hughes later started working for GCI, another telecommunications company. Around the same time, he says Alascom dropped their sponsorship for the race. He says he saw this as an opportunity for GCI. We grabbed it and have been very active in it ever since. Stan Hooley, a former CEO of the race, said in a press release that Hughes helped establish GCI as an official sponsor in 1994 and is one of the longest standing sponsors for the race. Hughes says one of his proudest moments is what he calls, quote, cleaning up the act. He says while many people loved the Iditarod, there were moments when he wasn't fond of the reputation it garnered. We needed to, quote, prove to the world that uh, we cared about the canine members of the race as much as we cared about the human members of the race. And I think there was a, a, a big shift in, uh, in the attitudes, both on the musher's part, the board's part, uh, the sponsor's part. Hugh says he plans to bring something special off the finish line to remember being this year's honorary musher, but is still deciding what he wants that item to be. The Iditarod has its ceremonial start in March in downtown Anchorage, which is just a celebration of the race. The race officially begins the following day in Willow, about an hour and a half north of Anchorage. Reporting from Anchorage, I'm Ava White. This is KYUK News. I'm Evan Erickson. Quiana for listening. Please share your news tips, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for Yuktun Ganumchit coming up. Mm-hmm.